How are you wonderful people doing? My name is Michael, who's known as Third Gen Gamer, and welcome back to the Third Gen Cast. While our channel was a little bit inactive here on YouTube this past week because of studying for exams with homework and projects on top of that, we still had some Versus episodes go up during this week, so if you missed out on those, be sure to go check them out. Pokemon Black and White Advanced Versus, no healing items in battle, set mode, level caps, it's a good time. But uh, yeah, starting next week, I, th I think things will start to calm down other than I have an exam on Monday and Tuesday. But after that, I should be all set. So probably Wednesday will be the great return of live streams and, you know, everything exciting. So be on the lookout for that. When if you don't watch my YouTube channel, uh, go check it out. Third Gen Gamer on YouTube. And yeah, I think I actually did look it up recently. So my channel doesn't pop up if you put space and spaces in third gen gamer. If it's put together, you'll you'll find my name, but you'll find some of my challenge videos if you search up third gen gamer spaces. I, I don't get the whole premise behind it, but you know what? Whatever, it works. So I guess either way, if you search up however you want to search it up, my videos come up. So I guess that's a benefit, right? Maybe? I don't know. But anyways, this is actually my second take of doing this podcast because about five minutes in, uh, I was paying attention. I was looking at my script or not necessarily script, but like topic list. And I wasn't really looking at my webcam and it froze up on me. And I don't know when it happens. So, and I was only five minutes in. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let's restart. So yeah, it's all good. So we'll have to run through everything that I ran through. It wasn't a whole lot, but still, you know what? It is what it is. So I guess I didn't do this yet. So if you guys, uh, you know, enjoy the podcast, want to help spread it, uh, you know, to your family and friends. I mean, that would be great because the more the merrier, because I, I would love to see this become one of the hottest podcasts on YouTube as well as various other podcast platforms. So in order to do that, you need to slap the like button. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell icon for notifications where I upload, then follow the podcast on your various audio platforms. And then of course, shout the podcast, to all your friends, it'd be greatly appreciated. Okay. First topic. So uh, let's actually just start with the YouTube channel. Uh, I, I guess, you know, I want to talk about TubeBuddy because lately, you know how, how we've been uploading, uh, Jacob and I have been uploading the Pokemon Black and White Versus. You know, it's, pre it's pretty much brand new. I mean, we have new rule sets that makes things more complicated. No one on YouTube has done this, but our YouTube videos are just not getting pushed out into the YouTube algorithm. So Jacob and I decided, you know what, let's go try one of these like search engine optimization, like, I guess, programs, software, you can actually in install it onto your uh, internet browser. And then how it works is that they give you a few free features, but most of it's paid. So it's like, it's behind a paywall. So Jacob and I both bought at the basic level, which is nine bucks a month. And we want to see what this thing could do for us. And if it does help push out the verses, I mean, Hey, that'd be wonderful. We actually did adjust the tags accordingly. So it would be more likely for people to come across them, which is great. Like I said, we'll see what happens. And obviously, if it works, then it's like, okay, we might as well just keep it, you know? But yeah, it's $9 a month. Actually, it was able to get 20% off because I just looked up two buddy discount codes. And then I just found a discount code online that gave me 20% off. So I actually paid, what was it, $720? I don't know if it's for like a full year. If it's only for the first month, it's probably for only the first month. But it was for actually a discount code for a, a YouTuber. I think his name was, what was it? It was like Nick... Uh, there was something, I don't know, Nick, I, I can't think of his name, 
But yeah, no, anyways, if you look up the discount code, it actually is hooked up to his YouTube channel. And then how it works is I believe he gets a royalty. So even though I didn't watch his content, I used his discount code. So I think he probably got some royalty off of me. So I'm like, hey, whatever. I mean, I got a discount, help the guy out. You know what? You know what? It is what it is. So yeah, we're going to try out two, buddy. We'll see what happens. If it works, we'll keep it. If it doesn't work, we'll dump it. Simple as that. Then also you could commit for to a full year and then you get a discount too. But I was like, mm, I don't think so. I'm not going to commit to a whole year if I don't know it works, you know? So anyways, lots of stuff has happened in the past week. I did end up watching the Nintendo Direct. I did not do like a live reaction on the YouTube channel, mainly because, I don't know, I didn't really have the energy to do it. And I mean, I did watch it live, but I was just like, eh, you know what? And plus other people were doing it too. Like if you literally went onto my YouTube, like if I went on my YouTube homepage, look at my subscriptions, there were like 15 people doing live reactions for the Nintendo Direct. I'm just like, you know, what what else would I add? Other than my reaction, which it wouldn't be that much different compared to all these other people that I'm subscribed to on YouTube. I was like, you know that, you know, it'd be great and all, but I was just like, there's nothing special there. At least I wouldn't think so. At least it, I don't know what element I could add to make my reaction unique to somebody else's. But yeah, no, I decided not to do it, but I did. I do want to talk about it here in the podcast. I actually have a list of everything that I thought would be worth mentioning. So I guess to start... It looks like Pyra and Mithra, or at least it's like a combination character, is the DLC character they announced during the Direct for Smash Bros. So if you don't know what that character's from, it is a Xenoblade character, Xenoblade 2. And basically what it is, it's kind of like, uh, if you go back to the GameCube and Wii, I believe Zelda and Sheik were not their own characters, and you'd switch between them. That's essentially what, what it is between Pyra and Mithra. It's like, uh, I guess I don't know the premise too much about Xenoblade 2. I did have the game. I played a little bit, but I honestly don't remember the, uh, like, I don't remember the, like, you know, what, it's like some connection, like, with the main character and Pyra. And then I forget, I don't know how Mithra was a part of that too. I don't know if it was just like, they were just another, like another character that you unlocked and then you switch between the two. I don't know. I guess I didn't play enough of the game and it's been a while since I played the game, but yeah, like the sword that you actually get your main character is connected to Pyra. And then, yeah, I don't know. it. It's a whole thing. I mean, I never finished it because the game is just ginormous. And it's been a long time since I played it. And typically a lot of those games, like those long RPG games, I buy it like, oh, this is exciting. You know, I'm going to play as much as I can out of this. I'm going to enjoy it. It's like 10 hours in, I'm just like... All right, it's time to move on. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, I like for those large RPG games. I don't know. I just don't have the, uh, I guess the, the ambition to carry through. Because yeah, that game, I believe, if you invested all your time into it, it could be like eighty to ninety hours just to beat the main story or something. I, I just was like, you know what. That's great and all, but I have other things I can do. <laughs> like I have other things, like I have other responsibilities on top. There's other games I want to play. It's just, it's a lot of time to, you know, to put into that, especially as a content creator. I don't think when I played the game, I was, I did a whole lot of content creation, but that's besides the point. But let's say if I want to play that today, the only way I'd be able to play that is if I streamed it. And then also people would want to be, want to watch it. Cause I wouldn't want to play. Of course you, as a streamer, you always want to play something that you want to play. But by the same token, it's like, okay, well, if nobody's interested in it and it's completely different than what the content that you provide normally, it's like, nah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to make something like that, like a series. Like, for example, 
uh, it was last Sunday. I actually did the Bowser's Fury live stream, which actually had a decent turnout considering that I don't normally do Mario games on the YouTube channel, but I played the entirety of Bowser's Fury. It took about three and a half hours, even with my mediocre skills. I got through the minimum, like what was it? The minimum, uh, what was it? Cat shines that I had to do in order to beat the game and, you know, beat Bowser and, you know, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean like it's fun to do that from time to time, but yeah, no, it's as far as like being a YouTuber, like a Pokemon YouTuber to be specific, it's like, if you change your direction, like if you diversify a little too much, then you kind of gain audiences for different things. And then that's when there's an issue. Cause if let's say you could bring in people from different like video game titles. Okay. But if people are just watching you to watch you play the game and let's say you don't really have these people commit to just watching whatever you play, because typically the goal is that if you do that kind of stuff, you play these different games, bring everyone in, you want to have everyone like you not only for how you play, but also your commentary style, just the whole experience that people just want to come back no matter what, no matter what you play, they will come back. And it seems like my success rate with that kind of stuff just doesn't work out so that's why i try to stay within pokemon if i absolutely can but from time to time i do like to you know branch out to play some games but mostly pokemon that's why i always do mostly pokemon on the youtube channel could it cause a little bit of a burnout maybe but you know it is what it is okay back to get out of that tangent here so we talked about just mithra and pyra for smash and uh yeah i mean that's a character i was like oh i mean i, I totally could see that but like, for example, I felt like there were a lot of other characters that definitely could have taken that spot. But I mean, obviously, I don't play Smash that much and I don't have any of the DLC expansions. So it's like, OK, what does my input have to do with anyone else's? Because if I'm not buying it, like, I, don't, I don't have no issue buying DLC. But because I don't play Smash enough, I just didn't buy any of the DLC expansions. The only character I really want, though, is Banjo. And then it's like, okay, let's say I want to specifically only buy Banjo. Then it's like, well, then I might as well buy everyone else. Because at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, buy Banjo. Then what? Do you buy every single other character individually in that expansion pass? Or do you buy Banjo and then buy the expansion pass? So basically, you pay for everything no matter what, but then you pay an additional amount of money just for Banjo. So that's the issue I can't get around. So I'm just like... Yeah, I, I guess I just, I mean, I don't play the game enough, so it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, I guess I'll just move on because, yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't need it. I mean, I don't play Smash Bros that much. I mean, I would love to play with Banjo like in the game, but yeah, like I said, I don't play it enough to actually, you know, get my money's worth out of it, you know, but, but yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of other characters. If you guys are in YouTube and, you know, want to drop a comment, was there a certain Smash character that you wanted to get, but you didn't get? Be sure to drop it down in the comment section down below because it helps with the YouTube algorithm. Okay, next up. Now, this was probably my highlight of the Nintendo Direct, and it was the Mario Golf game. So, growing up, I've always played the GameCube uh, Mario Golf game. I think it's just Toadstool, Toadstool Tour. Is that what it was? I don't remember the exact title. I think that's what it was. But it was for the GameCube. We played it all the time growing up. And I'm surprised it took this long for them to actually create another golf game. But the game looks fun. They have story mode. They got, you know, just there's online play. And then there's also like a special online mode called speed golf, where it's like everyone's hitting the ball at the same time. And whoever gets into the hole first gets the gets a point or something. But then also as you're running up to go to your ball, you, have, you can get like you have like special abilities 
like each character does and then you can like i don't know like just create hazards for the other players and then basically it just stops other people from you know getting their ball into the hole and it's just really it's a fascinating idea and i definitely kind of i kind of want to play that in the channel like i said like as i'm saying oh no i don't want to diversify my content i mean i'm just like you know what? i might play some mario golf i'll become a professional golfer if that's the only way i'm going to become good at golf this is the only way i'm going to do it so i mean there you go i actually did go golfing once with a friend of mine and while we didn't necessarily play on the most beginner friendly course in fact a lot of high schools use this golf course as like a, a finals for like a championship or a state finals or whatever. And yeah, my first day I decided, you know what, we're just going to go. We're, we're, it was like, it's right by our campus. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll go and play golf there. I sucked. And the worst part was because there were people behind us and we were constantly being rushed. At some point we just said, screw it. We just picked up our ball, dropped it on the green and we putted. And then also I lost probably like 25 golf balls. And that whole thing. And yeah, we, oh gosh, it was, it was a mess. And that day I was like, you know what? I'm never golfing again. No, I'm kind of never said that. I mean, I'd probably go golfing again, but I'm not very good. And I definitely want to go to a different course that first of all, doesn't have as many people there. So I don't get rushed. And second of all, choose, just choose an easier course where I just don't lose all my golf balls. Yeah, no, actually it wasn't my golf balls. It was my dad's golf balls. And he said he got them at like Goodwill for like 25 cents, like a golf ball. And he just bought up tons of them. So, I mean, it's not like the end of the world, but yeah, no, I, I lost a lot of his golf balls. So I'm, I'm sorry, dad. But um, yeah, anyways, Mario Golf, if there's any way I'm going to become pro, it's going to be through that game. And it looks like you can also use motion controls too. Not a fan of that, but you can also not use motion control, uh, controls. So, you know, that's, that's fantastic. So yeah, I'm probably doing the non-motion controls, but it's still going to be really fun. And uh, I guess... I actually had a couple of friends of mine. They're like, oh, we should do a versus of that. They're like, okay, yeah, well, I don't know, maybe. I, I highly doubt it, but that would be kind of funny if I did a Mario Golf versus with a friend of mine, either Jacob or Tobin. That'd be really funny. I, I'd totally be down for it. It'd be, I don't, whether it'd just be like a few live streams where you just play Mario Golf with each other and we just try to win. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, if it does happen, that'd be funny, but you know, it's just, it's, it's funny that, you know, it's like, okay, Mario Golf. I mean, people are really excited for this game and typically people don't like watching golf. I mean, there's actually, I don't mind watching golf because it is pretty impressive when professionals, you know, play and they're just so good. And then you watch the masters. It's just like, okay, these guys are just too good. Especially when you actually go to a golf course to play for once. And then you kind of, you like, it makes you realize how tough it really is. And these people around these courses that are probably like 50 times harder than what you played on and they're just absolutely crushing it so it's just like wow this is just and i mean crushing it as in well i guess they could hit it farther but just the, their performance is just ridiculous especially some of these top golfers just it's just insane even the people that are at the very bottom they're still extremely good i mean that's just how the caliber in the masters is insane but yeah no i can see some people be like oh, i don't like watching golf and it's like okay that's understandable but yeah, no, I don't mind watching. It's just playing it. It's just, it's a little tough. It's a little tough, like just playing it, but it's all good. And then this is, if I can get good at Mario Golf, all right, all right, I'm, you know, I'll go pro. Well, if there's ever a Mario Golf Masters, I'm going to have to try to, I'm going to try to win. Will that happen? No, probably not. But you know what? One could hope. Okay. So the next thing for the Nintendo Direct, uh, it was Splatoon 3. At the very end, that was kind of like their one more thing kind of deal. They, they, you know, revealed Splatoon. 
we had Splatoon 2 come out on the on the Switch. And yeah, no, I mean, it was a fun game. I mean, I, I thought the first Splatoon was kind of better. I mean, I just felt like the online, I don't know. I just really liked the online better in the first one than in the second one. I don't know. I mean, maybe I just didn't play the second one enough to, you know, really enjoy it. But the third one's coming out and they also debuted a new type of weapon. Like in Splatoon 2, uh, 2 you can get like dualies. And they have like, it's, it's a really cool idea. But now they actually have bow and arrow weapons now in Splatoon 3, which is exciting. And they said the release date 2022. So sometime next year, probably fall 2022, considering that they did not give like a special, you know, like a specific date in 2022. It probably means somewhere in the fall, like it, like Splatoon 2 did, I, I believe was in the fall. So actually, was it? No, it might have been in the summer. No, well, they didn't say summer 2022, so it probably is the fall. It probably is, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, so then uh, they didn't talk about Breath of the Wild 2. In fact, they said it's still, you know, in production. It's not, there's, there wasn't anything that they could show at this point. And then they revealed Skyward Sword as like a, like a port for the Switch. And Skyward Sword never played the game. But, I mean, I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews about it. I know some people are excited. Some people are like, oh, I don't like the Zelda. I've never played it, but it sounds like you don't need motion controls to play the game now. So at least there's that. I mean... One thing, I mean, the Wii had some good games. I mean, it was just, you know, Wii, the actual, you know, Wii motion control stuff. You know, sometimes not that convenient. Kind of just want to sit down and play a game. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to swing this rear remote. Too much exercise! But no, it's just, it's, it's, it's a whole different thing. You know, just wanting to play a game and just relaxing versus you have to get up and move around a little bit. It, there's like a whole different dynamic to it. And I'm glad that they incorporated a way that you could... Uh, use the control sticks and all that to perform all the moves that the motion controls would have normally uh, made it work. Because I guess it was, I guess one thing that was with Skyward Sword was Wii Motion Plus. You had to have that. And I didn't actually have Wii Motion Plus. So even if I wanted to play this game, I had to go get like a Wii Motion Plus adapter or something, which I think you just put on the very bottom of the Wii remote. A lot of the newer ones just came with it inside. But yeah, no, we our Wii that we had was like, from the launch year. So we didn't have any uh, special Wii Motion Plus stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it would have been nice to see Breath of the Wild 2. I guess I'm not necessarily a huge Zelda fan. I mean, I played some of them. Like, Breath of the Wild I thought was fun, but it just seemed like... It's just one of those, like, open-world games, which, I mean, it's a really cool thing to actually implement Zelda open-world, like, you know, dynamics into the game, but... I'm just not a Zelda person. I get bored too easily with Zelda, but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, everyone wants Breath of the Wild too. I would rather have them release a polished product than a very unpolished, rushed game. So I think it's probably for the best that Nintendo decides to delay their new Zelda game. But I mean, I believe it's supposed to be like the, what was it? The 30, 30th anniversary or something of Breath, or uh, not Breath of the Wild, but Legend of Zelda. I don't know. I mean, I'm not necessarily a huge Zelda fan, but it's like a big anniversary thing. Pokemon also has their big thing, which actually is coming up on Saturday. And we'll actually talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and also I believe Metroid also has an anniversary too. Like all these different game titles have anniversaries this year, apparently, which is rather, you know, insane. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm sure Breath of the Wild 2, whenever it comes out, it's going to be fantastic. No reason to rush it. 
And I'm sure they're going to have other things in mind for the Zelda anniversary, the Metroid anniversary, and the Pokemon anniversary. I'm telling you, this is the year where Nintendo is going to be very profitable because if they do something like 3D All-Stars, but for Zelda and Metroid, they're going to make so much money. It's it's insane. But um, yeah, so it is what it is. And also, lastly, no Pokemon. And I'm sure they're leaving that for the big Pokemon event. But there were also rumors I saw online that they may be releasing Diamond and Pearl remake information prior to the event. So that's a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. And also, we don't know if it's going to be a Diamond and Pearl remake. But people are just thinking it's going to be a Diamond and Pearl remake. I think it's going to be a Diamond and Pearl remake myself. I don't know why I keep saying Diamond and Pearl remake over and over and over again. But... Yeah, I don't, I feel like if they're they're not gonna release that information early, they're gonna that's supposed to be the probably the major talking point. If they have a new game title, it is going to be in that special announcement that's gonna be coming up. Well, okay, so this is going up on Saturday. So the upcoming Saturday, the next one is going to be when the big event's gonna be. So I'm excited. Obviously, I'm gonna be talking about it. Uh, I probably since I'm gonna be recording the podcast the night before, I'll probably do some major prediction stuff again. Because why not? Because it's supposed to be the big event coming up. So we'll see what happens. And also we'll see if I'm correct. Because they'll be like, oh, you'll see this video at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then let's say the event's at 3. I don't actually I don't even know what time the event is. Watch it be at 1. Let <laughs> this podcast release at the same time as the Pokemon Direct. But, eh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, no, we'll see what happens. Hopefully there's something rather exciting in the Pokemon. I'm assuming there will be. They have Post Malone. Well, a big music artist, it's probably going to have something special in it. I, I, If there's nothing in that, then talk about a waste opportunity. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now it is time to talk about Pokemon cards. This is take number two. So, yeah, Shining Fates. It just came out, or at least, it, at least the products have released. I believe it, it technically came out like a few days ago or so. And, yeah, I got some Shining Fates here today. Uh, that I actually did uh, buy from Pokemon Center about a few weeks ago for a pre-order. And let's just say the scalping is honestly ridiculous. I actually did manage to get these products, but the website was a mess. And also because of a glitch, instead of buying two Pikachu boxes and two Elite Trainer boxes, I ended up getting no Elite Trainer boxes and four Pikachu boxes. So yeah, so I have four Pikachu boxes and then yeah, no Elite Trainer boxes. So that, that was fantastic. And then also when I tried to buy Elite Trainer boxes, and then the website thought I was a bot and then locked me out of the website for two days. Awesome, Pokemon Center. I, I, I appreciate the fact you tried to stop bots, but it didn't really help. And instead, it just kicked out a real customer instead of a bot. But yeah, we have Shining Fates. It's really hard to find. I, I'm assuming because of all the card shortages. Who knows when people are going to be able to get their hands on this product because Champion's Path was an absolute mess when that came out. And that was hard for me to even get some product. And it, it was just, it was a mess, like I said. And the prices for all these like different card products have skyrocketed. It's rather insane. And yeah, hopefully they produce enough of it. And as far as content, I guess I'll be doing an opening on the channel. I mean, why not? I have other openings I never, you know, edited. I might just scrap those because I mean, some of them were okay, but they weren't like that fantastic. And also it was just like, I already got this camera. Why not? No one cares about Champion's Path anymore. We got Shining Fates. That is the most important thing. And I'm just like, you know what? We'll just move on and we'll just scrap those other videos. And we'll just, you know, open some Shining Fates. So that'll be exciting. But, uh, yeah. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Pokemon cards, man. It, th I would just love it if the production just went up. I mean, they did address that uh, Pokemon company did about the Pokemon cards and they want, you know, people to get their hands on it instead of these scalpers. They're trying their best to fulfill as much, like get as much supply as they can for the customers. So far, it doesn't look like it, but for considering that this is the 25th anniversary set, it would be kind of a disaster if they didn't get enough supply for their big anniversary set. It's understandable because production got all screwed up because of, you know, everything that's gone on the last year. But that would be very unfortunate if some people never get their hands on some of these products. And also, hopefully people don't have to pay money to go and buy that because, yeah, it is... Like, you know, how like, of course, we want people to buy it, but at least at MSRP, not the scalp prices. But I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see because some people may have to pay, pay the scalpers and I'm being too bad. That's for sure. It would be really too bad. But, you know, it is what it is. And then also update the Pokemon cards, you know, for McDonald's. I checked the McDonald's that I have near like near me. See if they have any more product. I was just curious. No, they don't have anything. In fact, they, the last time they actually had some in stock was the first day when I was able to pick up a few of those packs myself. So, yeah. Uh, that's another mess that needs to be addressed by Pokemon, and hopefully they can get new waves of that product out soon. Because, yeah, it's been over a week since the, the first initial wave happened. And... The, literally within the first day it was gone <laughs> so hopefully they're able to get the production up for that and that'd be you know ideal so it, it's not a third gen cast podcast if it wasn't for us talking about bitcoin so when i made my topic list all right it's my main headline topic that i put on here was bitcoin breaks fifty thousand dollars well, my friends, ever since I decided to create this topic list that I have right here, Bitcoin is at $55,000 for a single coin, a single coin. And it kind of started, I think it hit 55 and then it kind of had a little bit of a sell-off period, but it's still hovering in that 50,000 area. It literally Bitcoin is just it's insane. If if this actually does break a hundred thousand or hundred thousand dollars within the next couple months, this is gonna be insane, man. Crypto is gonna just go off the rails, and I also feel like some other stuff's gonna happen. Like there has to be probably some regulation coming along to kind of try to halt Bitcoin in some way, shape, or form, because the last thing. Uh, that all like countries around the world needs is that people don't use the currency inside the country and people start using Bitcoin for transactions, which is definitely uh, problematic for the government because then they can't keep track of, you know, it's kind of hard when it's decentralized for these governments to know if you buy and sell and then also you exchange with other people. And I'm sure they're going to try to find a way to regulate the thing. And it's probably going to keep the price from soaring to these crazy prices there's a lot of people are saying now that it's hit 50 fifty thousand dollars fifty five thousand it's gonna drop hard like it did in 2017 when it was at when it was at about nine i think it was nineteen thousand and then it crashed hard and then obviously because of what just happened nineteen thousand it dropped all the way down to three thousand then it started slowly climbing 
COVID happened, it dropped again, and then it went straight up to 55,000. If it does tank again, it probably will drop, not down to $3,000 again. But I looked at a lot of these price charts for Bitcoin, and it seems like there's a lot of uh, support at about like 20, it was like $23,000 uh, per coin. And then also like, it was also like 27,000. I think there was some decent support there too. So unless Bitcoin establishes a, a new support level, which essentially if you don't know what that means, it's because if a price for the Bitcoin, if, if it constantly is growing, it never has a time to consolidate or at least just move up and down in a kind of like in a small way. Where it's like, okay, it's at 45,000, it drops to 43,000, goes back up to 45, gets rejected, goes down to 42, goes back up to 45, and it's basically just a large period where it just goes back and forth. And then when it soars again, the uh, whatever time it took to consolidate at a certain point, it will become the next area where a level of support, so it won't drop past that amount again. Of course, now there's, I guess, looking at charts, it also could be 30,000 too, considering how 30,000 was in 30,000 for quite a bit, or at least 35,000-ish. So I don't, I, I'm not a Bitcoin expert, but looking at the charts, I was able to see that, I mean, there is some support that's going to be created. And whatever this crash that people are speculating, it probably won't go down to doomsday kind of deal. And then it's just going to climb back up and recover to where it was before, plus more. I mean, if you really think about it, $19,000 goes all the way down to 3,000 and now it's at a new all-time high. $55,000. If it drops down to 30,000, then that means okay, the next time it's probably going to go all the way up to 100,000. So, eventually it is going to happen that Bitcoin will probably be that amount, but still, it's just the idea that's insane that literally somebody probably at the start where Bitcoin was first created yeah, sure, I'll throw $100 at the coin when it was like 30 cents a coin. Yeah, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Now they're like multi, multi, multi-millionaire, maybe even a billionaire because of all that, which is just insane. And also there's another piece of information, uh, Dogecoin. I saw an article somewhere that there's somebody that holds about, it's about 30% of the Dogecoin supply. And as of right now, where Dogecoin is currently placed at in price, they're rough. They're like a. They're a billionaire based on the amount of Dogecoin they had. If they sold that right now, uh, first of all, Dogecoin would absolutely tank. But a billionaire off of Dogecoin. I'm not sure if it was like a, a creator. I think it might have been a creator of Dogecoin, like one of the people that created it. And then they just held a large supply of it. If they just decided just to drop it and just take the cash, that's just insane. One point. I think it was one point two billion dollars. Just from Dogecoin, a meme coin. It's insane. And I'm sure, I mean, when they bought it, I'm sure they bought like probably a million Dogecoin. Well, probably way more than that, to be honest with you. I've been trying to think if it's a billion dollars, what would that what would that equate to? Because if you had five cents per coin and it's roughly about a, a billion dollars worth of Dogecoin, it would have to be. You probably had to hold about two, what, 200 million Dogecoin? Roughly? Maybe? Around there? That's just insane. <laughs> Dogecoin to the moon, as they say. I mean, Elon's really been pushing Dogecoin. He's been pushing Bitcoin too, especially with the big transaction with Tesla uh, buying Bitcoin, also accepting Bitcoin for Tesla soon. That's a big deal. But yeah, he's been pushing Dogecoin. He's like, hey, 
If Dogecoin drops down to a really low level, he said, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> he's going to take it back up. And oh my gosh, Elon, he's just a big meme and he's just taking, he as he is, is a meme is taking another meme to like this crazy level that is just unbelievable, which is honestly insane. And with Elon behind it, who knows what happens with Dogecoin? The joke of a coin that's not even supposed to be worth anything is actually worth something now, which is just, oh my gosh, it's literally insane. But what was I going to talk about? So I talked about Bitcoin, Dogecoin. I wasn't even normally going to be talking about Dogecoin, but Ethereum is close to $2,000. Maybe by the time that this goes up, it probably did hit $2,000. And yeah, I mean, it seems probable that, I mean, if Ethereum keeps growing, that speculation where Ethereum will break 20,000 by the end of the year looks pretty good, not gonna lie. So yeah, I'm hoping for it, crossing my fingers. I hope we do, because that'd be exciting. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I I don't even know what to say. I mean, if, if it's just Bitcoin and Ethereum, it's like, I'm trying my best to learn a lot about this stuff. Like just learning about just the, the day trading aspect. I don't necessarily plan on day trading, but I also want to know when's a good time to buy and hold versus just buying randomly and hope that it goes up. I definitely want to get my money's worth by getting the, the most amount of coin as possible. And of course, with all that stuff, it is, I mean, even when you have the best knowledge in the world of whether it's stocks, Bitcoin, whatever, if you know all the trading patterns, even though, then you know all the trading patterns. It's not a guarantee that they're going to happen. Like, for example, if there's uh, like a bull flag, which essentially it's like a climb, and then there's kind of like a little bit of a consolidation, and then it goes up again, there's a chance that it can consolidate and go down. But in most cases, it goes up. But there's there's even though there's a slim chance it can go right back down, it's still called a bull flag. And yeah, you could still get burned on it despite despite just like knowing everything there is about uh, all the type of trading patterns and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, I'd say a lot of people that are super knowledgeable win more than they lose, but obviously th there's a very good chance that, I mean, they probably still lose a good amount of money. And they also uh, mitigate risk by like, okay, I'm gonna create a stop loss, which is basically what it is that if it falls to a certain point, it just sells. And then if it decides to just absolutely tank, you still sold at a certain point and then you didn't lose everything. You could lock in some gains or you could reduce the chance of losing lots of money by doing that as well. And also you could lose a, like a potential gain as well if you put the stop loss too high. And then let's say it goes down, it sells and then it goes right back up. It's like, well, that sucks. So I, there's definitely something to it. Like I'm not, I don't do any day trading. I don't know any of that stuff. I'm trying to learn more about it. Cause like I said, I don't necessarily want to do like options. I don't want to call or short or long or short anything. I just want to know, okay, this is what it's looking like right now. This must be like, when do I buy in? So that's why I'm trying to study all these patterns. So that way, let's say if I do want to do a short term investment, I'd be able to find a good buy in point and then just buy there, sell when it gets to a certain point, like uh, at least at a higher level. And then, you know, take the profits and we'll try to uh, move it into another stock. And then we'll just, you know, do uh, just know all the patterns and then just try to grow money that like go, uh, grow some revenue, some profit that way. Of course, 
I actually did try to start doing that recently. Like I got my Fidelity account going. I still have some. I still have my Corsair stock in uh, in Robinhood. I'm gonna be transferring that over soon. So then that way I have nothing in Robinhood. I'm done with Robinhood. But yeah, I've just been buying some other stocks uh, on my uh, Fidelity app, basically with similar patterns. I'm just going to see what happens. Of course, this is all a big learning experience, but in the grand scheme of things, if I do lose money, at least I'm learning through the process, and then I'll be able to uh, take things, uh, kind of like take some information for and just have it for the future, and then just you know build on it and you know exponentially grow the the money that I'm trying to invest. So, I mean, obviously I want to have some long-term stuff and also have some short-term. So you never want to have just all, like, it'd be, it's fine to have all long-term. Like if you don't want to mess around with the short-term stuff, but I would not do all short-term and have no long-term. I think that would be a little bit messy, just to say the least. It's because at least in a long-term investment, I think the average return per year is if you just bought stock and just left it in there, just buy some reputable brands. You just have an average rate of return of about 7% every single year. And it can be a more or less depending on what companies you have. But if you buy from a bunch of different sectors that are, you know, blue chip stocks, which are the more valuable ones and more reliable ones, or the uh, just in general, just buy a bunch of separate, just different stuff. Just naturally, on average, you should get about a 7% return unless, I mean, obviously there's some differences. Like, let's say if there's a freaking pandemic and wipes out all your money, then obviously it doesn't account for that. But just in general, when there's a normal market, 7% returns every single year, roughly. And uh, at least that's what you should get on average, if not more. So yeah, no, there's a little bit of stock information. So we got some Nintendo Direct, Pokemon, stock information, Bitcoin. I just have to say this was probably a really good podcast. I mean, this seems to be that's like the topic. Those are the topics that we keep we keep seeing, like we seem to just keep talking about. But you know what? If As long as that we're having fun, listening, relaxing, and just learning some new material about like just new things in general about whether it's Pokemon, Nintendo, Bitcoin, whatever it is. It's just a good day. And uh, yeah, so I probably will be wrapping up this podcast here. So if you guys enjoyed, be sure to hit that like button. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're new, hit that bell icon for notifications when I upload. If you're on YouTube, if you're on a podcast platform, be sure to hit that follow button, hit that like button rate the podcast five stars, whatever you got to do on whatever platform you're on. And also be sure to, you know, stick around for some more third gen cast content. So even though we had a little bit of technical difficulties, I actually did have a, a cut in, in here because for some reason my cam link froze on me again. So yeah, I was like, you know what? We're already 20 minutes in, whatever. It was during the Shining Fate stuff that it completely froze up. And I was like, well, it is time to just, I'll just do another take. So yeah, no, I, I got to figure out what's going on here. Maybe I'll have to do some troubleshooting and maybe I could try to replicate it again. I've never had that happen before. So maybe for some reason, uh, just the computer's just acting wonky. If I reset my computer and then record it again, I wouldn't have it freeze up on me. I don't know. So yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, I don't know, I'll have it all figured out. But yeah, anyways, thank you so much for watching everyone. I'll see you all next time. Peace.